This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. e-commerce brain trust podcast. I'm your host Kiri Masters, head of retail strategy at Acadia and I've been trying for the last few weeks to do some more video and I would really appreciate if you gave me a shout out if you've seen this podcast as a video on YouTube or if you've seen some of the short um, snippets I've been putting out on LinkedIn just let me know. I'm trying to decide if it's worthwhile the extra effort of doing video and um, I would love to hear from you. So today we are talking about the Walmart marketplace, walmart.com. I'm gonna start with why you can't just copy and paste over from Amazon onto walmart.com and expect meaningful results from that channel. There are some very foundational systemic reasons why that will just not work. And then, of course, we're also going to talk about, well, what does work on walmart.com? How can you be successful there? What are the building blocks to success? So I think you're going to find this super interesting. Walmart is a very big um, focus for a lot of brands who are looking for incremental sales outside of Amazon. I still firmly believe that if you don't have your Amazon channel already dialed in, that's where you should be focusing first. Don't get distracted by shiny objects, international Amazon markets, even Walmart. Amazon is still going to be the best bang for your buck in terms of optimizing content, optimizing ad strategy. But once you do have that marketplace dialed in, it's time to start looking at new channels and marketplaces. And Walmart, for the majority of brands, if you're at a mass... um, price point, you should absolutely consider walmart.com. And I'll just throw out there, I'm not sure if um, our sales team is going to get upset about this or not, but if you are a a brand that is considering walmart.com, please do reach out to me and see if we can help you with that assessment. Um, It is a big question that we get from a lot of brands is this what does this market look like is this going to be worth while us investing in what will it take to be successful in terms of um, you know ad spend and forecasting so do reach out to me and I'll see what we can do to help you with an initial analysis there let's dive in and just initially talking about why is Walmart attractive for brands looking for the next source of e-commerce growth So this data point is from 2022, but I found um, an interesting comparison between Walmart and Amazon.com, sorry, just Walmart.com to clarify, because obviously Walmart has a huge brick and mortar um, sales channel. Um, So year over year e-commerce sales growth in the US, Amazon is actually down 4.61%. That was 2022 versus 2021 down 4.61%, Walmart was up 11.98%. So minus four and a half versus plus 12 in terms of sales growth. So walmart.com is growing faster than 
amazon.com. Now you've got to also consider what kind of base is that coming off of? And this is where, you know, there, there is a difference here. Average monthly site visitors to amazon.com, 2.5 billion. This was last year. And average monthly site visitors to walmart.com, 429 million. So about one fifth of the size of Amazon's web traffic. So looking at those two variables, this is why I say focus on Amazon first, get that dialed in, get that right. While Walmart is growing really quickly, they, it doesn't have the volume of traffic that Amazon does. It's, it's kind of a lower base. So it can be exciting from a growth rate standpoint, but there is overall less traffic. So you cannot expect to replicate your Amazon sales dollar for dollar on walmart.com. It's just not the same scale. That is why it is exciting because it is growing quickly and can offer some incremental revenue. So let's talk about like some of the ways that Walmart is different and I will get into the search algorithm next, I promise. I just wanna, sh I wanna talk about something that kind of stumped me for a little while, if I'll be honest. When I am using the walmart.com or using the app, there are three different options for me to get my stuff that I'm ordering. There is shipping, there is pickup, and there is delivery, right? Shipping and delivery on other platforms kind of sound like the same thing, like Amazon will ship something to you or they'll deliver. Sort of sounds interchangeable. With Walmart, shipping is, it gets put on a truck and delivered to your home. Delivery is a, you know, more of an Instacart kind of model, right? There is a shopper going and picking up that stuff and they'll deliver it to you the same day from a store, from a super center. And then pickup is pickup, that's obvious. So the difference is only one of those um, pickup and delivery options is available to third party marketplace sellers. Only shipping is available to third party marketplace sellers. In order to do a pickup or a same day delivery, you need to be a first party vendor. So brand selling on Amazon, this will be familiar terminology to you. Either sell third party on the marketplace through Seller Central, also known as 3P, or you sell on a wholesale basis to Amazon, also known as first party or as a vendor, 1P. So this is important to know because it really will affect your sales potential. There are lots of shoppers out there who will prefer to pick up, prefer same day delivery. And it is, and it is candidly for me personally as a shopper, a little bit of a frustrating experience still when I get to check, I have six items in my cart, I get to check out and then I have to actually get some stuff delivered one way and some stuff delivered another way. To be fair, that is not a problem that only Walmart has. Target has the same challenge with their marketplace when I'm buying stuff on Target, some stuff needs to be delivered, some stuff I can pick up at a store or have, um, yeah, pick up at a store or have same day delivery. So this is not unique, it's just unique compared to Amazon where if you're a third party merchant using FBA, from a consumer standpoint, it looks ex it's the exact same experience as buying from a 1P vendor. With Walmart, the experience 
is different because I have only one, you know, uh, one way of getting my stuff. So I bring that up because defi that defining online sales for Walmart is harder than it sounds, right? Both for Walmart as well as the brands selling there. So 3P sellers, these can be app and online sales only. You can't get it at a store. That's why it's the third party marketplace. And then 1P vendors selling to Walmart can have in-store sales. They can have buy online, pick up in-store sales, and they can also have app and online sales. So I bring that up because brands internally, if you are 1P, need to sort of get on the same page around how those sales are attributed and how to measure the, the cost of those sales too. Is it considered an online purchase if it's Bopus or not? One way that Walmart is very different to Amazon and something that needs to be clarified from the beginning so that you know if, if we're running ads or investing in content, then the, the that is seen and measured. Let's move into the meat and potatoes of today. So my point of sharing that with you is it's not we get a lot of questions on at Acadia and a lot of um, brands who are currently only selling on the marketplace and not yet 1P would like the opportunity ultimately to sell to Walmart on a third part on a first party vendor basis. Walmart is obviously huge. They're going to cut really big POs and it is, you know, it, it's a pinnacle event for a consumer brand if you can list Walmart as one of your first party customers. And something that Walmart talks about quite frequently with the marketplace, the third party marketplace is if you do a great job as a third party merchant, someday maybe you might be invited to become a vendor. And um, this is something that I hear within Walmart's presentations to merchants pretty often. It's a real, like, it's a real carrot that they're dangling. And uh, candidly, I have not been able to find out how frequently that happens. Is that just a pipe dream? Is it something that happens, you know, quite rarely, but it's, it's a, a big draw for many merchants. So um, Walmart really talks it up. Or does it happen with some regularity? I do not know. But um, I think what is worth, to give yourself the best shot of that, you really do need to be investing in your walmart.com presence and strategy because one main difference between Walmart and Amazon is the presence of category managers who get very involved with the, um, the of their category, much more involved than an Amazon vendor manager. And so if you can get the attention of this category manager and contribute to their category, make them look great, check all the boxes, then you're, you know, you're in the spotlight and you you would be considered for this first party um, relationship potentially. Organizationally also, these category managers, they span across both online and in store. So it does makes sense from an org chart standpoint that they have the ability to you know, identify up and coming brands, this brand's doing very well online, maybe we wanna consider them in store. So that is a unique aspect of, of Walmart and something that I would you know, 
take at face value that this does actually happen. So <laughs> a lot of preamble, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm teasing you, but I, I did want to give that background before we jump into Walmart deserves its own strategy and what that strategy really is. So enough of the preamble, let's jump into those things. There's two, we're going to talk about organic um, product listing content for lack of a better sort of more universal phrase. I'll explain why. And then we'll also talk about advertising too. Coming right up. All right, so why does Walmart deserve its own strategy? So the biggest reason is that search visibility and the search algorithm just works differently on Walmart versus Amazon. Amazon has the A9 search algorithm, which includes a variety of factors, but is, and Amazon has its A9 algorithm, which includes a, a number of factors that we understand. So uh, prime eligibility, conversion rate, and a big piece is um, the relative sales velocity of that item or its bestseller rank. So these things, if you've been in the retail uh, and e-commerce world for a while, will be very familiar to, to you, the A9 algorithm. And so that's pretty well understood. It's Amazon SEO, essentially. Walmart has a very different way of ranking product results. And it's not driven so much from sales velocity like Amazon's is. It's driven a lot by the offer from the seller. And then there are some other factors as well, seller performance and then content. So this is, it's, it's a different search algorithm. And that means whatever you've optimized for on Amazon isn't going to necessarily translate over to walmart.com because it's looking for different signals. Pricing is much more of a factor in on walmart.com. Seller performance is much more of a factor on walmart.com. So it needs its own strategy to optimize for the algorithm there. Walmart also has this concept, which is illustrates this called the score. So the listing content score, I'll get into what it comprises of in a minute and how it works and how to optimize for it. But um, the thing to, to know at a higher level here is that listing quality score is going to impact your visibility and sales and conversion. And there's all types of case studies out there showing a lift in conversion when a quality score increases. But in, in general, um, what a, a firm called White Spider, which does product syndication, across these different platforms and has a specialty with Walmart. What they found is that copying and pasting your Amazon content over to Walmart might result in a listing quality score of 70% out of a total possible percent of 100. So 70% like is fairly average, average to good, but that's really a best case scenario. And then they, um, White Spider also provided another data point, which is when you go from 70% to 90% quality score, um, there's a 13% lift in conversion from that. So going from 70 to 90% or 90 to 95%, 
those changes in your quality score can really impact conversion rate and sales. It also, to point about the Walmart category managers being much more involved than on Amazon.com, um, having a high quality score is important to be prior, is necessary to be able to be prioritized for various Walmart marketing programs and holiday campaigns. So a lot of these things on Walmart are actually selected manually. Um, another example is some of these category pages, which is a much bigger part of the Walmart UX. If you're using the app, um, you'll probably note that the app or the, or the website, there's a lot more on the homepage dedicated to sort of, yeah, category pages, storefronts essentially that have been curated by Walmart. So one example I saw recently was the Clean Beauty store on Walmart and it had a curated um, assortment of products and brands that were in this clean beauty category. And then they'll do more seasonal things like around you know, back to school and stuff like that. So in order to be selected for anything like that, you need to be adhering to this baseline level of content quality in order to be on, on that list at all. So this is sort of table stakes on, on Walmart and um, that, uh, that stat from White Spider shows that if you just copy and paste it over from Amazon, you're very rarely going to meet the threshold for that. Okay, and beyond that, it's a key visibility factor. So let's get into the components of the listing quality score that drives all of that. So there's three and I'm going to I'm doing a deep dive into the listing quality score and then I'm gonna do, do a deep dive into one of these components. So just to let you know, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole and then like a little side door of the rabbit hole later. So uh, the first component is offer. This, how competitive is your offer? So this includes the item price, the shipping price and speed and the in-stock rate. Let's break that down. Item price is very important to Walmart. It's a value retailer. And so price in, on Amazon, Amazon's algorithm doesn't really seem to care if your product is $15 and your competitor is 20, if all other things are equal. You know, like if, you're, if your conversion rate and your sales velocity is higher as the higher priced item, Amazon's algorithm is gonna choose to rank yours higher organically. Walmart has a different approach, which is the item price is a factor in the listing quality score. It needs to be competitive. Same with shipping price and speed. So there's a big push now that Walmart has had Walmart fulfillment services for a few years now. They've really dialed that program in, they're really promoting it, and they want sellers to be using that because it helps, just like Amazon Prime, it helps to control that customer experience and it's reliable and they want some scale with it. <laughs> So if you're using Walmart fulfillment services, that's going to improve your shipping price and speed and they're going to like that in their algorithm. In stock rate, this makes a ton of sense, just like Amazon, they don't want to be ranking products high that have you know, stock out issues over time. So that helps with consistency and, um, and all that. Second factor in the listing quality score, so performance. This includes seller order defect rate or the ODR, 
policy adherence and prompt customer response. So this is all pointing back to how great is your customer experience? That's pretty self-explanatory. And then the final sort of chair of the stool is content. So how descriptive is your listing? This includes product category, title, descriptions, images, and attributes. Right, so this is where things get interesting. You think product content, and if you have an Amazon in your head, you're thinking titles, bullets, descriptions, A+, videos, same, same thing, right? How different could it be? But on Walmart, there is again, within this three-legged stool, there's that one content stool has its own little breakdown as well. And this is where things have actually changed recently with the way that Walmart weights different factors. So let's dig into that. Within content, you may think that if you think about Amazon, content is uh, title, bullets, description, A+, presence of videos, easy, like same thing, right? But on Walmart, there is a, a further breakdown of what constitutes content and they've switched it up recently. So it used to be that the content quality score, which is a component of the listing quality score, content quality score focused primarily on what they call attribution. And then uh, that was the bigger weight. So attribution includes item page modules and whether they were completed correctly, shelving, which is a new factor actually, and reviews. So attribution is all of the backend kind of stuff related to what is this product uh, attributes, components, things like that, which on Amazon, a lot of those fields are optional because the way that people are searching for products is keyword driven, right? And so it's really about the SEO of the, of the product. With Walmart, they have sort of gone a different approach where the keywords are important and that is a factor, but what is also important is the, um, the attributes that are listed in the back end. So say it's you know, a pair of jeans, what is the length? What is the inseam? What color is the wash? All of those things need to be completed as attributes rather than just added in as keywords because uh, the, the customers on Walmart are, ser are, are searching and considering a little bit differently and they're actually filtering out things as well. And the shelving aspect is, uh, I've got a better explanation from my colleague, um, Logan, that we'll, we'll put out there separately as well. But shelving is something that is new to this attribution section. And it's really related to, in a, from a store setup standpoint, how would this item be shelved in a store environment and making sure that that matches up with the content that is on the page. And then the final piece is um, reviews as well, which we will get to. Good news story there is reviews on Walmart are a lot simpler to obtain than on Amazon. We'll get, come back to that in a second. So that's the attribution component of the content quality score. The other component, which has more weight now than it used to, is all of those familiar things to us. So product name, 
the short and long description and images. Makes sense, very familiar. So the weight there between those two factors, the content quality score um, is 60% and the attribution score is 40%. And that comprises this sort of the three-legged stool, which is the listing quality score. The subcomponent there is the content quality score. So those two things are important to get right. And uh, the long and short of it is there are different things that you need to optimize for in the Walmart algorithm and to be very familiar with those and understand it is not the same as Amazon. I'll give you a quick example here, just how specific, I think the, the take home in part here is, Walmart's very specific about what they're looking for. Amazon's A9 algorithm, you know, we've understood that that has existed for 10 or so years now a lot of people, a lot of companies with a lot of money to research it have researched it. <laughs> and we have, we, have a, we have a pretty good idea of what goes into that A9 algorithm, but Amazon doesn't, you know, they'll give some guidance of what makes a good quality listing. And, you know, if you add videos, it might improve conversion rate by this percentage. And it's based off a study that they did, but it's not super prescriptive what you should do. Whereas Walmart is, um, very prescriptive about all the things that you need to optimize for and the, the, just the presence of a listing quality score and a content quality score. This is pretty scientific and we're laying our cards on the table as to what exactly you need to do for a good quality listing. So from that perspective, it's a little, you know, there's way less gray areas here. It's more black and white uh, as to what is required. And one example here is that the title should be clean and concise between 50 and 75 characters long. Very clear, 50 to 75. Okay, <laughs> now one thing to note is that's very different to Amazon where because of the nature of the keyword, keyword relevance is really important. A best practice generally is put as many keywords in there as you can that are relevant and still make sense. So you might put more keywords into a title on Amazon, but Walmart's actually calling for less clean and concise, very different to what um, Amazon, Amazon's best practices are. So that's one example there. Just a couple of other sort of public service announcements that I'll call out. One is the, um, the feature sets. Feature sets are what we would call A plus pages on Amazon and they went away for a while. Now they're back. And we generally see that these are pretty underutilized in most categories. I was just looking at the flushable wipes category and we found less than 10% of brands in that category are using feature sets and less than 5%, sorry, less than 10% are using videos on Walmart and less than 5% are using Walmart feature sets. So that's just one category, but I would have I'll go out on a limb and say that that's happening in a lot of categories. And if you want to stand out as a brand, then that is a, that is one thing that you can do that goes above and beyond what most of your competitors are willing to do. Let's talk about reviews, product reviews. And this is a major benefit on the Walmart platform is that there is more than one way to go and get product reviews or well, just to be a bit 
clearer. Amazon has um, very limited ways of getting product reviews in a compliant way. And it is very important to be compliant. I would never recommend or suggest to any brand to sort of take a backdoor um, approach to getting product reviews on Amazon because the, the downside risk is extremely high. I understand it's very difficult to get product reviews, but it's um, one of those things that's just been proven to not be worth the risk at all. So the only way to get product reviews on Amazon really is to wait for customers to write reviews themselves. Um, another methodology is the Vine reviewer program, which has some limitations in terms of how many products you can enroll. It costs, uh, there's a cost associated with it. How many product units can you send out for review? which products are eligible to enroll, things like that. So it doesn't really um, you know, cover the needs of all the brands and all the products out there that need reviews. And so over time, I've been in this game for eight years, so I've seen these things come and go where there'll be gray market uh, solutions to help brands get reviews of their products. And it's just, you're really, playing with fire and these things come and go. Amazon has created and then taken away various programs to get reviews. So it's, it's confusing, it's very frustrating. And um, given how much consumers rely on reviews, there's so few options for products on Amazon. On Walmart, there is a number of different options here and, and it's quite affordable relative to, to Vine and um, scalable too. So what happens here, um, uh, Walmart has its own native like review accelerator program, which is kind of like um, Vine and they'll give away products and, or a credit for people who write reviews. So that's good. It, it, it's sort of limited. You can't do, I think it's limited in quantity. And then there are also um, third party tools that you can integrate. So Bizarre Voice, and Yotpo, two very popular review syndication programs in their own right. And they both integrate with Walmart so that you can actually import product reviews from your D2C site or another retailer, port them all over to Walmart, and boom, you've got you know hundreds or thousands of product reviews from your own site. You can see this if you click around and you're looking at product reviews on, on Walmart, you might see a, a product that has a review and it will say review from brand.com. So super helpful and just a really great option for brands. It makes sense for Walmart to do this as well because Amazon's just you know, over time create, uh, you know, created this ecosystem of reviews that so many people go to, to check the Amazon reviews, even if they're in a target and looking to buy something, they'll be checking Amazon to look at the product reviews. So in order to compete with that existing volume of product reviews, Walmart really needed to come to the table with a way to get a big volume of trustworthy product reviews. And I feel like they've done a really good job with all of these different options for brands. So that is, Two thumbs up from me on, on that difference between Walmart and Amazon. This is going long. Thank you for sticking with me, but there is just so much to talk about here. 
The final one, advertising. Now this is, there are a lot of differences here. I will say in advance, I'm not gonna do justice to this section because there is a lot of nuance here and I'll see what I can do about getting one of our retail media subject matter experts to talk to this. But at a very high level with Walmart, it is a Walmart Connect, it's a younger ad platform compared to Amazon. Um, Amazon has had an ad platform for a long time, mature, robust, lots of campaign types, bidding options, targeting options, things like that. Walmart is comparatively, and it's, you know, it's not the tiny little rinky-dink platform, but they're still trying to catch up to what Amazon has to offer. So a few critical ways that this plays out. One is that you, at this point in time, cannot conquest your competitors. So let's say that you're the brand Charmin and you wanna, you're competing with Cottonelle. If you're Charmin, you can't bid on the search term Cottonelle, okay? So on Amazon you can, it's called conquesting and brands will need to put money aside to defend their brand search term, otherwise your competitor's gonna jump on that term and try and lure that customer away from you. So that is, and, and that's you know, pretty standard. But on Walmart, you can't, you can't conquest your competitors, which is both a challenge and an opportunity, depending on how you look at it. So if you, you, you do, it means that you don't have to spend money on brand defense, which is great. That is a huge saving, especially if you're in a very competitive category. Wow, you, you've got to spend a lot of money to defend your own brand search term on Amazon. So this is actually pretty great. You don't need to spend on defense. But you also cannot liably target your competitors and try and get a leg up over them when you're uh, you know, trying to grow or trying to take market share. So that can be both a challenge or a cost saving depending on how you're looking at it. The second major difference here is that search terms must relate to your attributes. Very interesting. So this goes back to the point about content and attribution. attribution attribution being an element of content on Walmart that you can't ignore. So this plays into ads. If you haven't set up your products correctly with attributes, you will not be able to bid on those attributes. So if I'm going back to my jeans example, if I haven't filled out all the attributes for those jeans and I say that's an indigo wash, I cannot then go and bid on the search term indigo wash jeans if that attribute is not on the product in the product back end. So that's another different quirk. And then finally, just related to the sort of relative maturity of the platform, there are some ad types and targeting options that don't exist yet, such as an equivalent of sponsored display. Okay. So we'll say there's some, you know, sponsored display is an ad type on Amazon that has, uh, you know, some strategic uses that we put to use. It's not available on Walmart Connect, but it, you know, we can do display advertising through the Walmart DSP. So when you add Walmart Connect to Walmart DSP, it, it mostly covers the same things that we're able to do with Amazon, but in like Walmart Connect alone, doesn't have all the same options. Right, so this is uh, gonna be one of our longer episodes actually. I just wanna recap what to do now. 
So one is benchmark your listing quality score and your content quality score for each SKU and are you at 90% or above? That's going to open up doors for you. It's gonna improve your rank, improve your conversion rate, improve your ability to get invited to certain marketing programs, improve your likelihood of being invited to become a first party vendor. That's important and it works differently to Amazon. So that leads into the second point, which is check that you're using the latest style guide for your category or product. And there may be new attributes that have rolled out recently. There have been changes. So uh, I think those changes were made in August. So go and check that you're using the latest style guides there. Number three, leverage the available content capabilities like the feature sets, like video, because few brands are doing this and it's a way to stand out. Before, consider review syndication options if your review count is low. And then number five, ramp up advertising once your product attributes and content have been optimized. So Walmart Connect for lower funnel and Walmart DSP for brand building. Well, that is it. That was a marathon. I need a drink of water or a cup of tea or something after this. I hope that this has been helpful. This is a big uh, topic that we get asked about by clients who are wishing to expand beyond Amazon, get into the Walmart ecosystem. What is different? Sometimes brands give it a crack themselves and wonder why their efforts don't seem to be leading anywhere. It could be any one of those factors that I mentioned before um, that have been copied and pasted over from other marketplaces or your D2C site. And Walmart just has a very specific way of doing things that you need to understand. So again, thank you for tuning in. And if you've watched this as a video or a clip, I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, um, you know, they take a bit more effort. So I'm, I may not continue if it doesn't seem to be a value add. As always, thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm.